two messages. This will be my third message out of this book. And, and I find it interesting because this chapter has to do, has this chapter is dealing with Jesus sending his disciples out with authority, but also with no resources. <laughs> Amen. He told them to just go and trust me. I'm trying to help somebody. Amen. You're trying to figure it out. God's already worked it out. You're trying to put the dollars and the coins together. And guess what? It just ain't making no sense. But Jesus said, if you're going to go, just go. And so that's where we are. Amen. And I find it interesting that he brought us back here. Amen. So if you have your Bibles, open your Bibles. Be on the screen here in a minute. Amen. Um, Luke chapter 10, verse 38. Amen. Luke chapter 10, verse 38. Um, if you have it, if you stand for the reading of God's word, if you can, amen. If you can't, I understand. Um, and, and, and this is a familiar passage. Many of you have seen this passage before, but I want to take another look at it. Amen. You ready? All right. Cause we got, yeah. Amen. Now, as they were traveling along, he entered a village and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister called Mary who was seated at the Lord's feet listening to the word, to his word. But Martha was distracted with all her preparations. Amen. She was in there getting the cornbread together. Amen. Get that lasagna together. And, and she was cooking some of that oxtails. And Lord have mercy. Some greens. Amen. And she came up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the serving alone? Then tell her. Yo, tell her, Jesus. She wrong. Amen. Tell her to help me. But the Lord answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and bothered about so many things, but only one thing is necessary. For Mary has chosen the good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, distracted. That's what I want to talk about. Clap of praise. Amen. Distracted. Amen. 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 My goodness. Amen. Distracted. We live in a day, and I don't even have to tell you, right? Uh, that's full of distractions. Um, I believe now more than ever, the distractions today are more intensified as they than they used to be. You know, I find myself sometimes I'm driving. Come on, y'all. Do I need to finish that statement? Amen. And I'm checking my phone. Amen. I'm supposed to stay focused on the road. (laughs) 
My wife texted me the other day and said, stay focused while you're driving. The devil is busy. <laughs> Amen. And, and it happens. I, I mean, it, ha- it happens. Amen. It, it's just, it just, it just happens. I mean, from, from, from social media to streaming services, to emails, mobile devices, and many other things can cause us to be distracted. Entertainment is Satan's greatest tool of distraction. Do I have a witness? We can sit and watch 15 seasons of whatever and won't pick up the Bible for one minute. Do I have a witness? Now, I'm not trying to be super spiritual, but I'm just saying the word has life. The word gives us life. And you ever notice that the moment that you set out to do right, come on, somebody. The moment that you make up in your mind, I'm going to read this word. I'm going to stay committed to it. I'm going to finish strong. Amen. How it happens to me every week. Every week I get ready to get my sermon prepared. Amen. Something always happens. So I started to leave my phone outside of my study because not only do I have it on silent, but when, when the phone goes off, it flashes. And that flash reminds me, see, we're programmed to be distracted. I wish I had somebody. I, I've chosen these three sermons, amen, to prepare us. For this new journey. In this new journey, I told you that, number one, Satan has fallen. I I told you last week that the best, come on somebody, is yet to come. I told you, amen, that we have not seen, amen, just yet what God is getting ready to do. Do I have anybody? Now, Now the Lord wants us to keep our guards up. You know, after... You've been in the struggle a little while. Amen. And when you arrive to where your where you think your destination is, you'll find out that distractions will become will will show up, amen, in different forms. Amen. If you let your guard down, amen, you will start forgetting the basics of life. Do I have anybody? And I want to tell somebody, amen, right after destruction comes destruction. After destruction comes depression. Because when you're distracted from the word of God, everything looks like destruction. And then depression sets in. And then the denial that you were distracted, amen, will eventually lead to death. Do I have anybody? The devil does not want us in the word. Satan does not want us to choose the good part. Amen. Satan does not want us, amen, to stay faithful to God because he knows that your faithfulness puts you in a position, amen, where God will extend his grace and his mercy to you and I. Do I have somebody? Do do you have a hard time staying focused? Do I have anybody have a hard time staying focused? Do you find yourself putting off things that are important? Do you feel overwhelmed with everything that you have to accomplish and you're just barely getting it? Tell your neighbor distracted. Tell your neighbor distracted. Today, 
but we will learn. Amen. But we will learn today. We'll learn a lesson from Jesus. We'll learn a lesson from Mary and Martha. Now, Martha always gets a bad rep, but I, I think she's a cool girl. You know what I mean? She's all right with me. You know what I mean? She had good intentions. And a lot of you have read this before, but I want to give you a different look at it. I want to I show you something here. I, wanna, I want you to learn some of the sources of distraction. And when I reveal these five things to you today, watch this. I believe that it all, these five things are all good things. And good things can cause... Come on, somebody. Amen. For instance, you can love your child to the point where it's a distraction. You can love your job to a point where it's a... Come on, somebody. You follow what I'm saying? You can love your car to the point where it's a... And, and watch this. You know, I, I think I have OCD or something. Amen. Because if something is not completed, I just don't feel right. Amen. So I'm going to go tinker with it until it's done. Now, I know I have other things, come on somebody, to get done. But it's crazy how I will zero in on one thing, come on somebody, while leaving every... I said something to somebody the other day. I said, you can't have relationship if you're just talking to God just on Sunday. Amen. You can't have fellowship, amen, and intimacy with God if your relationship with him is just based on Sunday. Amen. We find here in this passage, in Luke chapter 10, I already told you that Jesus had called his disciples after he called his disciples, amen, Jesus told them, listen, go out, take nothing for the trip. Amen. This trip is on me. No 401. <laughs> amen. No medical. Amen. Matter of fact, you don't even get you you don't even get money for a hotel. Just go. And whatever city you go in, whoever welcomes you in. Speak blessings on that house. I'm trying to help somebody. Be careful who God is trying to let in your life because it may be a blessing that's coming with that. I wish I had somebody. And Jesus tells them to go out and then they came back. And then he says they got happy because the demons were submitting themselves. He said, don't get happy because of that. He says, get happy because of this. That your name... You ever notice... That your name is written where? In heaven. Watch this. You ever notice something in scripture? Everything that we think is always the opposite of what Jesus thinks. I'm happy because these demons submitted to me. I'm glad because my brother got healed. I'm glad because, amen, I've seen the power of God, right? But Jesus said, don't rejoice because of that. Rejoice because your name is written in it's always the opposite. And so what God begins to show me is that our perspective is always earthly. Lord have mercy. We have an earthly perspective when we should have a heavenly perspective. I said something on prayer night that when we pray, the Bible says that our prayer goes into the realm of heaven. 
It goes into the present. Do you know? Do you know that? That every time you pray, every time you say, Father, your prayer lifts from earth and goes into the heavenly realm. And when it goes into the heavenly realm, it comes into the presence of God where he dwells. And somebody here this morning, I want to tell you something. You got to tap into the power of prayer. You got to believe, amen. But see, the devil wants to distract us from prayer. He wants to deter us, amen, and deny us, amen, because what we're being distracted by has nothing to do with heaven. Lord have mercy. I, I be posting, Pastor. I, I don't be posting. I just be scrolling. Amen. I, I, I understand. And I, I look, and denial. I don't be on there all the time. Yes, you do. Amen. Because you ain't got your homework done yet. Oh, I wish I had somebody. Mm-hmm. Amen. Talking about this 1159 and I still got to turn in this paper. Uh-huh. You've been what? Distracted. Uh-huh. Jesus then ran into a liar. I mean, I'm a lawyer. Amen. And this passage. And the lawyer said, you know, all Lord. Now, anyway, the lawyer said, listen what the lawyer said. The lawyer said, listen, who, who's my neighbor? Jesus said, let me explain to you. So what Jesus did is that yeah, I'm in chapter 10 of Luke. All right. Watch this. Jesus said, listen, here's the deal. There's a Samaritan and a man that got, got jumped. Amen. (laughs) And he gave three scenarios, right? Of how, what compassion looks like. Amen. The good Samaritan deals with love for your neighbor as yourself. But in this section, it focuses on the Mary and Martha. It focuses on our love for the Lord. See, saints, I want to tell you something. A lot of us say we love Jesus. But the truth be told, we're so distracted, we put Jesus on the end. You can't put Jesus on the end. You got to put him first. Amen. And, and, And watch this. This was the first of three encounters that Mary and Martha or Martha and Mary would have with Jesus. This is the first one. The second one was when his, their brother died and they had called for Jesus and Jesus delayed getting there. Amen. And the one after that is when they would anoint Jesus's body for burial. Now watch this. This is interesting to me. But the encounter with Jesus began in their home. Somebody here, I'm trying to help you with something. You got too many devices on. You, you got too many screens and you got too many automation and you got, listen, you got so much stuff that's stopping you in the home from experiencing Jesus that you got to learn how to shut some of that stuff off so that you could have some face time with him. Do I have a witness? And I want to tell you something. Every now and then I find myself falling for the same trap thinking, well, I'm reading on my phone. But listen, sometimes it's good to pick up the book. Sometimes you just got to put your hands through these pages. Come on, help me somebody. And I'm trying to show you something. If Satan can distract us from the word, he's done his job. 
Listen, listen, listen. YouTube can't get you. Amen. It's not going to get you as far as you need to go. But watch what happens next. Watch what happens next. Look at verse 38. Let's get into it. Let me give you these things real quick. I ain't going to say why. Verse 38. (laughs) It says, now as they were what? Traveling along. All right. He entered a village. Now, this is the first encounter, right? That Martha and Mary had with Jesus. Look what it says. And a woman named Martha welcomed him into what? Her home. Now, that's a good thing, right? But isn't that amazing how we can have a lot of good things and yet we become so distracted with the good things that we miss it? So if I were to say to you, what are we distracted by? The first thing I would say is this, our concerns. There's a great difference between worry and concern. Amen. A worried person sees a problem. A concerned person tries to fix the problem. But sometimes we can become so concerned that we miss the point. And, and, and so here they are. Amen. She welcomed There's nothing wrong. They were happy to have Jesus in their home. They brought Jesus in to their private space. But Martha wanted to treat him like a guest and not like a Lord. I wish I had somebody. She was so concerned. Amen. She was so overly concerned. Listen, if you let Jesus into your private place, you got to be yourself. Because Jesus want to deal not with the church you. He want to deal with the real you. And what better place? Come on, somebody. What better place? You better find your spot in your house and say, this is where me and Jesus meet. Come on, somebody. Watch this. Be, watch this. But, but it caused Martha, this, this concern of Martha's, right? She's like, this is Jesus. He's in my house. Now, culturally, women didn't get the opportunity. Watch this. To worship in the synagogue. Matter of fact, they never heard the word. The word was passed down to them by their husbands. I wish I had somebody. This is culturally. Now watch this. So to have Jesus. A lot of stuff is happening here. Jesus is changing. He's changing the narrative. He says, you women mean something. You women are important. I know what they're treating you like, but guess what? In my eyes, you somebody. But don't be so concerned to the point where it causes you to be distracted. Jesus doesn't want, watch this. He wants attention. Amen. But he wants relationship. And a lot of us are attracted to him, but he wants relationship. See, there's a difference between attraction and relationship. Oh, he cute. Amen. But guess what? (laughs) There's a difference when what? You got a relationship. Because after relationship comes intimacy. 
I wish I had somebody. And when it comes down to Jesus, you just can't say, oh, he's cute. Amen. He wants relationship and he wants what? Intimacy. Watch this, watch this, watch this. It was a good gesture. Amen. But a good gesture sometimes can cause us to be so distracted. Watch this. We become so concerned about impressing that we forget why we welcome Jesus into our lives. I wish I had somebody. And I'm trying to help somebody today that you can't just get Jesus here on Sunday. You got to open up them closets. Amen. You got to open up that garage door. You got to open up your whole life to him. But here's the thing. Sometimes we can become so distracted with our concerns. Can I ask you something? What kind of concerns do you have this morning? And I could talk to somebody here and say, man, I'm concerned about a whole lot of things, pastor. But, but, but watch this. Your concerns can cause you to be what? Distract. These are good things. But they can cause distraction. Look what he says in verse 39. She, she had a sister. Called who? Hold on a minute. Amen. She had a sister. Named Mary. Now Martha is the oldest of the two. Alright. Now, now, now there's something interesting here. They have heard about Jesus. Amen. Now... Jesus has come into their private world. Watch this. You heard about Jesus. And now you've let him into your life. Now, before I jump ahead, let me ask this question. Where did you welcome him to? How far can he go? Now, if I come to your house, you're not going to let me go in your bedroom, are you? I'm sorry. <laughs> Amen. You're going to let me use the guest bathroom, right? <laughs> Amen. You're not going to say, yeah, Pastor, go on back there and use that bathroom. You, you know, when you get guests in your house, right? There's only so far. I'm trying to help somebody. Watch this. Watch this. You're not going to let them go further than where you want them to go. And oftentimes, the illustration, the application here is, that's how we do Jesus. We just want him in the living room. Come on, somebody. We, we don't even want him in the kitchen. We're going to take care of him. But, but watch this. We want him just right there. You, we just want him in our marriage while it's going bad. Oops. We want him in our job when it's going bad. We want him, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you can't just have him anyway because he ain't what burger king <laughs> amen you gotta let him in in every area of your life or else watch this you can have jesus in this area watch this and be distracted in the other area and possibly that's what your problem's been lately that you just want him right here because this is the immediate problem that you have right now. But watch this. You got to let him in all the areas. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. We find Mary who was seated at the Lord's what? And what was she doing? She was doing what? 
When you invite Jesus into your life, your private world, your reasons, your response, and your relationship will show up. Watch this, watch this, watch this. The text says she had a sister who was seated at the Lord's feet. People come to church for all kinds of reasons. Right? But I ain't talking about church. I'm talking about your house. Do you not know you can have worship there? But watch this. Watch this now. She's sitting at his feet. A position of humility. Here's the thing. You can't receive the word if you want to tell Jesus how to do it. You have to receive it with humility. Watch this. So the next thing is not only our concerns, but the next thing that causes distraction. Let me, let me say this to you. What you care about the most will show up as a distraction. And some of us, our cares have turned into worry. Our cares have turned into doubts. Our care has distracted us to the point where we don't pray no more. We pray when it get real bad. But it's interesting that she got to his feet. And, and it's amazing because the fact that Jesus changes the rules in a private setting. Amen. And the only person that picks up on it is Mary. Lord have mercy. She cared more about hearing the word. Amen. Than serving Jesus. I'm going to say it one more time. That's why I say to the kitchen staff all the time, make sure y'all get your food and stuff done before the word is preached. Because the word, when we come to church, the most important thing that we need is what? The word. Listen to this. When you're so distracted by the cares of the world, you will, watch this, position yourself to, watch this, you will not position yourself to receive a word when you're so concerned about the cares of the world and our cares. Well, Lord, what are we going to do this week? We ain't got no money. Stuff is hard. Car got one tire ball and I got $20 in the bank. Come on. Can I just be real with you? Amen. Stuff just bad. And some of us, we ain't got money problem. We got money. We balling. Amen. But you got emotional problems. <laughs> Amen. You got some emotional things going down because you always crying. Amen. You always breaking down. Amen. And the problem is you care so much about your situations rather than giving it to the Lord. Ra rather than coming and sitting at his feet. Lord, what do you got to say to me today? Matter of fact, I'm running the church. I'm beating everybody to church. Why? Because the most important thing is the word. But watch this, watch it before I go on. Watch this. Many of us come and hear the word and never change. You know why? Because you're in the kitchen. You're listening while the stove is on, the TV's on. Come on, somebody. You're scrolling on Facebook. Amen. You're texting. Amen. All the while trying to impress him in service. How in the world can you be in the kitchen 
while the word is being cooked out here. Amen. You're trying to feed Jesus. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. Come on, somebody. And so oftentimes we have it so twisted that we're trying to impress Jesus. She says, I don't need no impressing. You come as you are. And guess what? I'm going to work on you. Amen. Watch this. Watch it. Tell your neighbor it doesn't take all that. Listen, Satan doesn't want you in the word. He doesn't want you studying the word. And he definitely don't want you at the feet of Jesus. Because he understands. Watch, you know, let me, let me say this. There's a way to receive the word. When you sit at the feet of Jesus, you are positioning yourself. Watch this. To get it all. But if you're standing eye to eye with him, he's like, I can't give you nothing. You know why I can't give you nothing? Because you think you're the teacher. <laughs> you think you know best. Well, I've been on this earth a long time. I know you've been here a long time. You jacked up too. Yeah. Amen. How's that been working for you? But, but listen, when you come <laughs> to get the word, it has to be, you have to come with a posture of humility. So Jesus can feed you the word of God. Stop thinking you know everything. I'm talking to somebody here. Hey, I don't know who I'm. I've been hanging there for a minute. Stop thinking you know everything and sit and listen. And if you chose a pastor to receive from, amen. Quit talking about you know. Lord have mercy. All right. So we have our concerns, our cares. But look at verse 40 and 41. But Martha was distracted. Uh-huh. With all her what? Some of us are like that. You're so hospitable. Amen. You just, whoo, Lord. See, see, you know what Martha missed? Martha missed the real reason. And don't we miss the real reason for coming to church sometimes? Come on, tell the truth. The choir missed it today. They shoot. They sure didn't do good today. I don't know what pastor was preaching about. Seemed like he got something on his mind. <laughs> oh, you, you, you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, right? She missed it, right? So rather than, watch this. And some of us, when we come to church, we got to be busy. Yeah. We got to find, we got to do, we got to always be doing something. Right. Slow down. You didn't come there for that. Amen. You came to receive the what? What you came for, says James? To receive the what? <laughs> look, look what he said. <laughs> them my two back there. <laughs> them my two commentators back there. They, they commentate every time I preach. They commentating for me, all right? It said, but Martha was what? Distracted with all her what? That she came up to him and dropped dime on, on, on Mary. Amen. What kind of sister is that? You know what she was doing, right? She was trying to say, she was trying to put on blast. Matter of fact, she put on blast. Look what she said. She said, man, do, look, now look what he said. Look what she said. Look, look what's going through. You never know what's going through people's heart, man, hearts. That's why I said it's first what? It's, it's concerns and cares. See, what you care about, what I care about, two different things. But as believers, we should care about one thing. See what I'm saying? And our concerns divide, uh, divides us. And oftentimes we want to bring people on our concerns in our cares. And if I don't care about the same thing you care about, then I'm wrong. Yeah. 
Yeah, I said all that. Watch who he said. He said, she, she said, Lord, do you care that my sister do? Well, she bold, boy. She's like, she's the oldest. She's like, Jesus, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all, all the serving alone? And watch this. And then she tried to spiritualize her cooking. Y'all ain't y'all missed that. She tried to spiritualize what she was doing. Don't you know I'm in here cooking, serving? I'm getting ready to serve you, and she left me in here. I mean, it's only Jesus. <laughs> Amen. But she felt that can I tell you, you know what this passage helped me with? Jesus don't need nothing. He doesn't need anything. He doesn't need me. He doesn't need you. He doesn't need your money. He doesn't need nothing from you. But if you're willing, he'll use you. But you got to sit at his feet. Stop shopping for churches that are going to make you feel good and find a church where the word is there and you can be fed the word and your life can change. Amen. Amen. Got people today, the pastor got to impress. I'm not impressed. This is me. It's what you get Monday through Sunday. A to the men, men, men. Amen. Watch what he says. He said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the serving? Then tell her. That girl is cold. She just dropped. Man, listen, when she, when Jesus left, I've been like, girl, what? (laughs) Are you serious? Now, now watch this. Martha's expectation was that Jesus would move when she... we pray like that. Lord, don't you see what I'm going through right now? Lord, don't you see? Lord, what you going to let me just die here? <laughs> Lord, what? 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 Lord, don't you understand that stuff is falling apart? Hold on. Wait a minute. Hold on. Who's the Lord here? You or me? See, but when you see there's his feet. You have a different perspective. And watch this. You can see him. You know what worship is? The word for worship means to lap like a dog. To eat from the master's hands. So if you don't get low enough, you ain't worshiping. If you stand like this to worship, you can't get it. But with Jesus and where Mary was, watch this, she was in a posture of worship to receive the most important thing. Listen, I don't know about you. Have you ever come to church hungry? I'm talking about physically. Right? And then when you leave, you're like, man, I ain't even hungry no more. You ever came to church tired? Huh? And you ever come to church tired? Some of you are always tired. Oh, I'm tired. And then when you leave, you're like, you're all perked up. The best coffee you ever had. Fold you. I mean, Jesus in your cup. <laughs> you, you, ever, you ever felt? Am I about, no, no, you never felt that. And, and it'd be like one of them things that keep you up all night. You're like, man, it's like, man, I've been in church all day. I've been in church. Watch this, watch this, watch this. So not only is it our concerns, our cares, because I'm running out of time. Watch this. The third thing is our what? Some of you have taken your commitments and they've turned into a distraction. Amen. Listen, because women were expected to fulfill the domestic responsibilities, Martha's behavior was culturally accepted. 
Some people think that serving God is how they get closer to him. That ain't it. Amen. Some people have to stay busy so they don't have to face themselves. Come on, somebody. They don't realize that all that busyness is a distraction. Amen. Watch this. But also a denial of their true condition. You hear what I said? Some people think that their busyness, amen, watch this, is how they serve God. But the busyness, they stay busy so they don't have to face themselves, but they don't realize that the busyness is a what? Distraction, but also a denial of their true condition. Listen, it's not all about works, but it's about your devotion time. Listen, listen, listen. Time spent in his word and then obedience to his word. Watch this proves true devotion so what jesus is illustrating here and what we see here in this story is that jesus didn't want all of that what he want was true devotion jesus said you are my disciple if you do my word if you obey my commandments amen thank you watch this watch this watch this watch this watch this next verse 41 but the lord answered (laughs) This is funny, y'all. Listen, now you could deal with, what I want you to do is evaluate your commitments and ask yourself a question. Out of all the things I'm committed to, which one is a distraction? And whatever that distraction is, it's time to put a pause on that. I didn't say get rid of it, I said put a pause on it. Reevaluate, put God first, and everything is going to start working out. Watch this. Watch what he says in verse 41. Verse 41 says, But the Lord answered and said, Martha, Martha, whenever he calls your name twice, you're in trouble. <laughs> you know, it's like first name, last name. You know what I mean? He just knew them on the first name basis. <laughs> he said, Martha, Martha, you're worried and bothered about what? How many of you are worried and bothered about so many things that you can't even change? Watch this. Not only is it our care, what did I say? What did I say first? Let me see if y'all are listening. Concerns, cares, commitment. You got too much clutter. You're worried about too many things that you can't change, fix, uh, patch up with masking tape and electrical tape and try to put some bondo on it and you can't fix none of that stuff. You might as well stop now. You got too much clutter. <laughs> he said, Martha, Martha, listen, 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 listen. Jesus didn't say about, this is why I believe it's clutter in her life. Because he would have said the food. But he says, you're bothered about so many Put whatever you want to put right there. Can I ask you a question? What you bothered about right now? What, what, listen, and you've been distracted from the word. I didn't see you Friday night for prayer. Uh-oh, oops. Listen, she was in overload. Her mind was cluttered with this and everything else. And when it comes to hearing the word of God, You have to ask God to remove the clutter. Devotion, relationship, intimacy 
And conversation is what Jesus wants. We think that if we're busy in church, I'm saved. I'm getting closer to God. But I want to help somebody with something. Thank you for your help. (laughs) But that doesn't prove you're saved. Because I know a lot of people who've been in church all their lives. And they never accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Because they were so busy serving as they called it, because servitude from Jesus' eyes and servitude from your eyes is two different things. Jesus said you're worried and bothered about everything and everyone, and you don't realize if you slow down and sit at my feet, I'll work it out for you. Can you imagine that the solution to your problems today is right at the feet of Jesus? But you've been running... (laughs) And say, I've been running for Jesus. You've been working, but ain't nothing changed. You ever seen that? You know what I love about that choir situation earlier? They said, I've, I've, I've been in church a long time, right? And, and, and you know, the, the fight usually starts in the choir. <laughs> Amen. Devil wants to disrupt the worship. Amen. But to hear them say that we're family. To hear them say that I'm not just singing because, you know, because it's what I got to do. I'm singing because it's my worship to God. When you start doing things in church because it's your worship to God, because it's your devotion to God, because of your relationship with God, you will begin to see things move in your life. Do I have anybody? And and, and as I go to my seat, the text says in verse 42, Jesus said to, 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 to Martha, but only one thing. I know it took me a long time to get there. He says, it's only one thing that is what? Necessary. What is necessary. A lot of us are doing everything else other than what's. You're doing this and you're doing that. You, 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 you're calling, uh, anyways, uh, you, you're doing a lot of stuff, but at the end of the day, there's only one thing in this Christian life that's necessary. And Mary has chosen the what? Which shall never. Lord have mercy. Somebody could take your seat in church, you know. Listen, your house can flood away tomorrow. Come on, somebody. But the one thing they can't take from you is the word being planted in you every week. Every week. That's why I like having the men in the front. Because I believe it starts with the men. The men get the word. They go back to their wives and they impart that word in them. Amen. Through devotion and dedication and you follow what I'm saying? And then service. So the order is this. Get the word, then you serve. Now you got a real reason to serve. Watch this. Last point. Last point. Not only is that. You made a choice to stay on Facebook for five hours. You did. You did. Quit lying. Say it's the devil. A lot of stuff we blame today. I didn't mean to watch 15 series of Arrow or Scandal or what's that other one? Uh, power. Oh, power. Uh huh. 
15 seasons and you're like, oh, well, it's, it's the next day. Tell your neighbor it's a choice. But you can't even read Genesis. You can't even get through Psalms. Y'all, y'all hearing me? Are y'all here? Okay, here I come. Here I come. Amen. I got my hand up. Watch this. Watch this. Jesus says, all the things that you can do for me, there's only one thing you can do for me. It's only one thing you can do for me. Choose the word. You chose to come here today. Can I ask you something? For what? I hope it's the word. I hope so. Because your mindset wasn't that until I preached this. I know you came for the word, but now it has a deeper meaning. Now I'm coming because I want this word because I know it's the most important thing. Not being in the parking lot. I tell the security guys, tell them, man, listen, at 1030, bring your, bring, come in here. <laughs> Amen. For real. Why? Because I don't want you to be here. You came here. And then you miss the word. The word, Victoria. The most important part is the word. And you have to choose that. Listen to this. When you move from I need to be in church because I have a job to do. To I need to be the church because there's a word. Then you ain't never going to be late. Because I'm going to start on time. I'm not sure if I'm going to finish on time, but I'm going to start on time. (laughs) Amen. And when it moves from that, then you're moving the relationship to another level. For decades, basketball fans have tried to distract visiting players at at the free throw line. By screaming and waving with their arms. Uh, also, uh, spinning signs and fat people just, <laughs> you know, those little fat males, overweight males, I should say, I'm sorry. <laughs> overweight males out there just make, causing distraction. But the study was found that the techniques have little effect. Until Arizona State <laughs> came out with what's called the curtain of distraction which is hung on a PVC pipe. And just when the guy's getting ready to shoot the free throw, they open up the curtain and they have men doing flips in their underwear, (laughs) unicorns kissing, Santa Claus bear hugging an elf, and a man riding on an inflatable dunk. According to statistics, ASU have made 61% of their free throws since the curtain debut last season. Compared with 70% in the three seasons before. You see, when you get on the free throw line of life, because you've been fouled out, the enemy will open the curtain and he knows that you're focused on the word. Watch this. And he knows that if you stay focused on the word, you're going to make the shot. So he wants to distract you, amen, with concerns, with cares, commitment clutter and choices so you can file out of the game and never try again but the devil is alive today 
that we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. That we will rise above the distractions. That we will ask God today as we leave this place, God, take all distractions from me. Let me choose one thing. And the one thing I'm going to choose, God, is I'm going to choose your word. When it comes down to coming to church, I'm coming to hear from the Lord. I'm coming to hear what thus says the Lord. Because the Bible says man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I thank God today that Martha and Mary had a new perspective. But I thank God for Mary who showed us that the most important thing is to sit at the feet of Jesus. Give God a hand clap of praise.